Welcome to Lever Up Your Life. I'm Nate Barger. I went from prison time and bankruptcy to now owning over $200 million in real estate. I wanna show you guys all the mistakes I made so you don't make the same mistakes. It's time you create massive wealth for yourself. Welcome to Lever Up Podcast. I have a great guest that's gonna help you guys lever up your life. Her name is Kim Daly. Thank you for joining us, Kim. Thank you, Nate. I'm excited to be here today. I'm excited for you too. Kim has spent the last 20 years helping people achieve financial freedom by enabling them to find the perfect franchise opportunities. Her skill for matching a client's background, interest, skills, financing, and life goals to the ideal opportunity has made her one of the top franchise consultants in the country. Today, we are here to gain insight into what can seem like a daunting process. Deciding on the perfect franchise to enable you to gain financial freedom, Kim Daly. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. <laughs> let's lever up. Let's do it. Let's let's help people lever up their life with franchising. Yeah, that's what I've so, been doing for twenty years. I'm very passionate about 20 it. Twenty years. So wow. How did you? So tell me. Okay. So you're an entrepreneur, and you know we got mainly entrepreneurs watching us. <clears throat> A lot of them are in real estate, but. Even the ones that are in real estate, you know, we all have different streams of income. So how did you get started? You must have came from this really wealthy family because, you know, you're 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 multimillionaire now. You're uh, and, and so you must have grew up wealthy. Right. That's what I tell people. And the answer yeah, is no. always nah. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. You, you find your way. You 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 set the goal. You have a dream. You you figure it out because you don't stop pursuing whatever it is you're chasing. And that's really my story. Um, I did not intend to become a franchise consultant when I was, you know, 15 years old. I, I know. <laughs> was I, that even a thing? Like, did yeah, you even no, know they right, existed? Right? Yeah. And in, in franchising, the question we always ask each other sort of is like, how did franchising find you? Because I think eventually people get to a point in their life where they're dissatisfied with whatever they have going on, or they're looking for something greater. But they everybody knows that starting a business from scratch is like the hardest way to do it. And the failure rate is so high mm -hmm. that that's when people go, well, what about what's this thing about a franchise, right? Well, the franchise allows you to mitigate those startup risks because you're partnering yourself with people who've already done it. And that's my story, Nate. I started out as an entrepreneur. Uh, at 25 years old. And I mean, I was successful. I found my way. But the reality is by 29, I, I felt like I was making it up every single day. I wasn't building anything sustainable. I was out on an island by myself. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and I had worked for a franchise company right out of college. So I sort of knew like that franchising is collaborative. Like you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. So I turned back to my franchising roots at 29 to say, okay, I know that I want to be self-employed, but I also know that I need more than what I've got going on. I need something that I, I feel has some legs to it that I, can, right. that I can build. I didn't know at 29 that this would be the thing that I'd still be doing 20 years later. Mm -hmm. That's just been by uh, because it's been the greatest blessing in my life. But here I am. And so I walk my talk. I'm helping other people invest in franchises, but I also am a franchisee. I'm making history in my own industry out here, you know, waking up every day, figuring it out like everybody else is. Now, when you say franchise, you know, a lot of people, they think, um, 
Like, okay, I'm a franchise owner because I own Marriott, Hilton, and IHG. Those are franchises. People say, well, how you own a hotel was well, really a franchise agreement. You know, 15, 20 years is what we try to get on them. And then they'll renew them um, most of the time. But a lot of people think Subway or, you know, McDonald's. And so what is it that sets you aside that you put people on the, the, the path to level up their life? Because I know somebody that owns five Subways and they told me, they said, hey, Nate, you can have them. And I said, what do you yeah. mean have them? They said, you can have them. Just take over the leases. I don't want them. And I said, well, if you don't want them, why the hell would I want them? And, um, <laughs> you know, I broke the numbers down and it was, it was like $40,000 is what they were making off each one. So that's 200 grand, which probably isn't bad for somebody, but it's not going to give you freedom, the financial freedom. So what do you do this? That's a little bit different. I love the question. So, right. I, I'm not going to help you find food unless you absolutely beg me, but even then I'm going to challenge you to go, Hey, there's a faster, easier, better way to make money. Mm -hmm. I think that the average person looking at a franchise doesn't really know what I'm about to say, nor do they know that someone like me exists, which is why I get so passionate about opportunities like being on your show because it's a soapbox for me, right? I can stand and like say, hey, 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 there's better ways to make money in franchising than mm -hmm. food, right? So m what I help people do really is I back up, we actually zoom out to what is the vision? What are you trying to create through the business? The business is the vehicle that's driving your life personally, professionally, and financially. So you define for me clearly what your goals are and in what time frame. Like, are we getting there? In oh, wait, zero wait, 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 wait. Can we do a mock real quick? Sure. I call you up, right? Sure. So we can yeah. show you guys how the process goes, how Go she's going to help you find your financial freedom. So yeah. uh, ring, ring, ring. <laughs> Hello, this is Kim Daly. <laughs> hey, Kim, how you doing? I was referred to you by Nate Barger and... You know, he said that you can help me lever up my life and, you know, I'm working, you know, and saving the money. And I think by the time we're 70 years old, we'll have enough money to retire and then we'll always get to go on that dream vacation that we wanted to go on if we live yeah. that long. Uh, but yeah. Nate said that you can help us in a few few years be able to reach that goal. Maybe four or five years is pretty typical, right? Him? Yeah. Okay, yep. So, so what we would do, Nate, what we would do, Mr. Candidate is um, first have you fill out a very basic questionnaire so I can gather the information personally, professionally, and financially. This is an investment. So I have to know what your net worth is. I have to know where your cash is, where your liquid assets are. So we can talk about what different businesses cost and why and relate that back to your ability to finance an investment, right? The number one reason businesses fail is people run out of money. I am not going to help you invest in a business that you can't comfortably afford because mm -hmm. we're not going to go down that, like, that failure path. So I would gather your data. Then I'm going to have you fill out a goals and dreams worksheet because what you're trying to achieve through the business is infinitely more important to me than what you think you're interested in investing in. Because most people, when they think about a franchise, they think about what they know, like, oh, I love to work out, so maybe I should own a gym. Or, yeah, hey, yeah. My, communi my community doesn't have a UPS store, so let's open one of those. But if those businesses that you're passionate about or that you think your community needs do not 
align with the core skill that you want to put into the business, the time commitment mm. that you're willing to put in or that you don't want to put in. And most importantly, don't make you the kind of money that you want to make. Yep. You're never going to feel successful. You're not going to feel successful and you're not going to find your passion. No, exactly. When, when you find a business that makes you the kind of money that you want to make and affords you the quality of life, I can guarantee you, no matter what the business is, so long as it's moral and ethical, you're going to get passionate about the business. But if you start- Well, dang it, that, there goes that. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but if you start by saying, well, I have to be passionate about it, I think that's a rabbit hole that then you can't get out of. Yeah. So we're that's what we're basically doing is I'm getting to know you through a couple of steps. And then I go and do the research to bring back the types of franchises that will align. Now, as I was saying before, when you asked me about food, my sweet spot really is in the service industry, because when you look at what you can make when you don't have the confines of four walls. And this doesn't mean that I don't help people get into brick and mortar business. I certainly do. There are certain advantages to brick and mortar businesses that non brick and mortar, like a, servicing a territory businesses don't afford you. But, but the advantage when you don't have four walls is you can build a much more you substantial scale. business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The scaling in, scaling in, inside the four walls is just getting delivery. And so, you know, you might get 30% more, but, you know, you're going to take a business that's maybe doing a million a year or 2 million a year and grow up by 30%. But you're saying your businesses have unlimited growth because, Correct. you know, the whole world they can service. Correct. I, I like in a, let's say a restoration industry, you know, you can meet people that are part of Paul Davis or serve pro or any of the mm -hmm. big restoration doing fire and water mitigation. You guys yep. are real estate investors, you know, water causes major problems. I, I actually it, have a fire, water and mold restoration company. Um, and it's just a vertical integration. We don't do retail work, but yeah, I'm very familiar with it. We 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 do it. We write Zactimate. We do insurance. You know, we do our own job. So very yeah. familiar with that. And if you could set up processes, the margins on them are killer. The margins are insane. Yeah, like water, you're running 80% margins. Mold, you're running 70. Um, I mean, it's it, great margins on it. So you can help people set up those type of businesses. Oh, yeah. Franchises. Oh yeah, those wow. are like yeah, those are those are great franchises. But well, again, you you have to you there's there for other people for some people the sexiness of the business is a little bit more important and that's part of what I'm going to kind of like pull out of you. Like how important is it that you know when you drive through, you know, in your your store is the one next to Whole Foods because sometimes that adds to someone's passion. But if you're mm -hmm. not, if that's like not your passion, you're like, Kim, I grew up on a farm. I'll shovel, you know what, if it makes yep. me money, then we can cast a really wide net around all types of services that are not that sexy, but sometimes the color of money is sexy. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And then managing teams of people. Sometimes what's sexy to somebody is the opportunity to be more of a semi absentee owner. Like oftentimes my real estate investors are not looking to trade their time for money. So a franchise affords you the opportunity to buy the leverage of processes, systems, technology, managers, mm -hmm. brand name that would allow you the owner to work on it rather than in it from day one. 
So you could start out maybe with 15 to 20 hours, making sure that you've got all the right people in place, that everything is is in place, but then gradually scaling that back even to 10 hours a week. And then there there's a certain class of franchises where the level of investment could be as low as five hours a week. And in that category, think of like a laundromat. So mm. that, that's a franchise. There are franchises for laundromats. So these are gonna be bigger capital investments but very minimal time investments by owners. So when Nate, when we look at like money and time, they're inversely related. The lower the investment for the business, the higher the investment of owner time commitment. Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. bigger the investment, the more leverage you have, typically or sometimes the smaller owner time commitment that's required. Yeah, and that's important for you guys to know up front so she can navigate you through that because, you know, as you progress in life, you realize that your life is just this block of energy. And what you give this block away, a block of energy away to is what your life is going to become. It's what your trust is going to look like. It's what your kids' uh, inheritance and or whatever is going to look like. So it's very important that you guys get the right people around you. And I can tell you that Kim knows her stuff and franchising. Um, a lot of my real estate people, too, if you guys say, hey, I have problems, I'm really good with processes and managing, but I'm not good with the construction side, restoration company may be good for you because you can hire a manager, you can hire people that are IIC certi uh, IICRC certified. They can run that company for you and generate money and then when you buy your houses on the side, it can also come and work on them. It's so it so gives true. You know, not to interrupt you, but also like any of the trades businesses in a franchise, we do not need the owner to be the trades guy. In fact, mm -hmm. we prefer that you're not. You're the CEO working on. The tendency when you are the trades guy is to start turning the wrench, if you will. Yep. And we really need you to be more leveraged, being able to focus on driving customer acquisition and processes and running the operation than we do having you in like doing or involved in every job because that's what trips these you know trades people up we can take an hvac guy right who's like all right i have my certification he slaps a magnetic sign on his pickup truck and now he's in business mm -hmm. well you can so he's going to operate maybe on some kind of like less than 10 percent net margin i've i've heard in hvac it's as low as four to six percent but i can take in a in a franchise where the franchisor can show you in the first 12 months, you can go from zero to a million dollars in top line revenue using their customer acquisition strategies. You can employ that guy with the magnetic sign as a contractor. He's going to be doing the jobs that you're saying yes to. And you could go out and build a million dollar business at a 20% net margin wow. in the same industry. And that's wow. like first year. And that's year one. Yeah, so five and, and, years in, you're doing, you know, five or $10 million. I mean, you're going to- and, and you're maintaining the 20% margin, year five? Right. Wow, right. that's and, a million dollars a year, guys. And you'll be, I mean, I don't want to make any earnings claims. I can't say you will be doing that, but- No, you but, but it's 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 story. definitely, it's, 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 it's possible. Like I tell right. people, I can show you how to lever up your life, 72x your money. I tell you how to take 30,000, turn it into 2.1 million in five years. That's why I show people how to lever up their life in real estate. It's not super complicated. Yours the same way. It's a mathematical formula. You just have to work and hit certain goals every month. When you do that, the rest of everything else just falls in place.
You're and that's amazing. why she's telling you she can't have you turning wrenches because if you are, then you're saying, oh, I forgot to do this and that. No, you got you can hire someone to turn wrenches, but you can't really hire somebody to be a CEO of a company right. that's bringing in a million because you're going to have to pay a good CEO a lot more than a 20 percent bottom line revenue to come in. If you really want to build wealth, you shouldn't be trading your time for money. That's, that's not right. wealth, right? That's, that's right. rich. Rich, rich yep. people have jobs. Wealthy people have time to spend their money, right? So wealth is defined more, more than just the money coming in. It's the time freedom. It's the quality of mm -hmm. life, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. And a lot of times it's wealth is best defined almost by the passive or semi-absentee money that we're creating. Again, because we're not trading our time for money. No, nah, you, you hit it, man. I've been poor. I've been around middle class. I've been rich and then I've been wealthy. And when you're wealthy... You leverage other people's time. You leverage other people's money. You go as far in debt as you can go, but you find out what good debt is. And franchising can be good debt. Do you have people that can help them um, get loans on that stuff? If they, you know, they got a balance sheet, they got money. So you can help them out with all of that. Right. So, so Nate, the idea is that if it, there are three to 4,000 franchises for sale at any, like, how do you even know where to begin? Like, mm. you'll, again, you'll fall to the lowest common denominator of what you know, yep. or what you think you'll be excited about. And those are not the right, in my experience, those are not the reasons to invest in a franchise. So my philosophy is going to take a, a very different approach. It's a wealth building approach. So once we have the companies, then I'm going to coach you because it's a mindset thing, right? Yep. So left on on your own, you're going to make assumptions about competition or does my market, you know, need another one of these or things that are not necessarily true that we just believe our own assumptions. So my job is to help people successfully navigate around their assumptions, continuing to ask the right questions to the right people and then being willing to hear the answers. So, I'm going to bring back three to five options. We're not going to have to look at a dozen different companies to select the right one. The process takes one to two months. You're not going to spend six months of your life trying to figure out if this is the right thing for you. If you work with me, it's a no. It's a no in two weeks. If you work with me and it's a yes, it's a yes in about six weeks. So we'll just say one to two months. And during that investigation process, absolutely, I'm not leaving the financing up to you. I have people that all they do is finance franchise businesses so they can get you pre-approvals within one to two days. They have the relationships with the right banks. They know these franchises so they can even help you write your business plan to get you that pre-approval. Wow. All of that is part of my process. Yes. That is amazing. Where do I sign up? Because I'm ready to start a franchise for my kids. It's oh me too and you know what it, Nate I didn't say but it's all for free like I don't work for free but you're you would never pay me I get paid by franchisors to offer this awesome service because look who doesn't want to if you're a salesperson right mm -hmm. who doesn't want a warm lead in their inbox every morning <laughs> so Cam Daily is generating high qualified highly qualified motivated financially ready candidates for these fast growing franchises. So that's you're bridging, why you're bridging the gap. You're saving people a time. You're an expert. So if right. someone comes to you and says, Hey, Cam, look, I got a half a million dollars in my 401k. I got a hundred thousand liquid. Um, here's where I want to be at in five years. Yep. I want to have an extra, you know, $150,000 a, a year in income. 
You say, yep. good. I got a clear path on how to get you there, right? Yeah, I have options and then I'll teach you how to do the due diligence and then you figure out which of these options feels like the best path for you. Because the thing about owning a business, it's not transactional like real estate or even a stock portfolio, right? So the great, the biggest determining factor to the, whether you reach that goal, your financial goal, it's you. Yep. In a business, the biggest determining factor of the success of that business is the leader of the company. Mm -hmm, that's that's it. the privilege. It's the privilege, but it's also like the, oh God, I, I have to be accountable to myself. Yeah. But do you know why? And me and you talked about this before because, and this is what Kim said, same thing me and Mike, Mike's my partner. You will never fail if you never quit. Right? Yes. Right. You will never succeed if you never fail. See, yes. failure is not a, a determinant factor it is just part of the growing process. Totally. I tell people every single day, they say, can, can I build a million dollar business? I'm like, I don't know. Can you? Yeah. Can you become the owner worthy of a million dollar business? Mm -hmm. Like Nate, you said to me, you built all this money and then you lost it. Lost it right? all. Yeah. So you, you could create it, but you hadn't grown inside to be worthy of that or to, right. to know how to handle it. That's and a so good word. Right. Because yeah. I realized that some of the prayers that I said six, seven years ago that I was like, man, if I just had this, I wasn't worthy of it then. If I would have had it, I would have screwed it up. But right. psychologically, I thought I needed it. No, I didn't. I wasn't there yet. I wasn't done growing. And so that's why it's so. Quit. You didn't quit. You took I, I the didn't failure. Quit. Well, and you I, went again and then you like 10 exit or whatever you did in the next yeah. few years because you knew how to do it. That's why failure, it's like, it's like you said, it's part of the entrepreneur's process. And that doesn't mean going bankrupt. It doesn't mean losing your house or it doesn't have to mean but, that. Especially but, that's, in but people will go bankrupt. You know why? Because they, <laughs> no, 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 I, no, no, no. Here's, here's what I'm saying. People will say, well, I ain't paying a franchise 7% royalty. I'll just 6% royalty and 1%. I'll just do it on my own. Yeah. No. Man, hey, it's anyway. tough. Paying for those systems and processes and somebody who's went bankrupt is well, 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 well worth it. Paying right. for education and to get there quick. And I'm not talking about college. I'm not talking about four years. I'm going to set you up where you can go work for somebody the rest of your life. I'm talking about, hey, I'm going to get you educated. Like she said, in two weeks, you're going to know. It's a yes or it's a no. This works for in two you. weeks, you're going to know if this is franchising is not the right investment for you. You won't know if it's the right investment, though. It takes a little bit longer to get to the yes. But because of the way that I've been doing this, I, you know, 20 years of experience, trial and error. So, uh, I, I know how to help the people. I it's, look at the reasons people say no first is money. So our very first in-depth conversation, we knock that one out of the park. So if I, I'm going to explain to you what your money buys, what every franchise business costs and why relate it to the owner's time commitment, skill required and where the business operates from. So then when you say to me, well, OK, based on the facts, Kim, I'm interested in this type of an investment, then I know that we're clearly communicating. But sometimes mm -hmm. people go, oh, I had no idea. I'm not ready for that. Great. We figure that out in 30 minutes. So that's the first objection is money. The second objection is time. I don't know if I have enough time for this. So about one week into my process, as you start meeting franchisors and they start outlining even the time you're going to need to explore the opportunity, 
sometimes that makes people go, oh my God, I don't, I don't have 10 or 20 hours over the next six weeks to donate to this. Well, okay, mm -hmm. then you're definitely not ready to own a business, right? Mm -hmm. So timing is the second reason. But once that we get past those, if you come to me and you're sincere about wanting to build wealth and you're ready, I can make you a business owner in two months. That is awesome. And then so tell us some of the people that have come to you and the type of success that you've ha helped them have. You know, just one of your clients that sticks out to you in your head. Where did they oh, go so from and to? Yeah. And can I just say something real quick? Kim's an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. And when you become an entrepreneur at first, you do it for, you're chasing, you don't want to work for somebody else. You're kind of rebellious. But then as you learn this stuff, like me and Kim have, you just want to give it back to people. Cause you're like, why are you doing that? Why aren't you doing this? And so what she's telling you right here, right now, for those of you that have been struggling, you, you feel like there's something more in life. You just don't know what it is. You feel like you weren't just built to be a W2, a nine to five employee that there's something greater in life. I'm telling you there is. And I'm telling you that Kim can help you with that. So Kim, share with us one of the stories that stick out the most with you. Maybe it was somebody that came to you that uh, just felt like they weren't deserving or somebody that just was in a tough, which one sticks out to you? One of them. I know you got plenty of them, but. I have a lot of stories, Nate, but I'm actually going to tell you my own story since I can say it from my own perspective. So I've been with my franchise now for 20 years. And for the first eight years, I was an average performing consultant. I mean, I, I did okay. Um, it was inconsistent. You know, when I became a consultant, my dad said to me, you know, Kimberly, to the rest of the world, that means you're either unemployed or you're one of the highest paid people in the world, right? Yep. Well, I can tell you in the first eight years, I was more the unemployed than I was the <laughs> highest paid person, right? But my dad was 100% right. So um, anyway, I it was the recession. It was about the recession of 2010, 2011. And I thought, I, I got to figure this out. I got to do something better or different or just figure out a way. And so rather than jumping ship and starting another business, because I couldn't figure this one out, I said, I really broke apart my process and said, what would happen if I changed my focus in my business just a little bit? So I felt like I was onto something. You, you know, you've spoken about God. I'm a woman of faith myself. And I, I really felt like it was sort of like a divine, you know, like little whisper in my ear, like stop focusing over there and focus over here. And what I what switched was my focus onto what I could control in my business. So the tendency when we're business owners is to focus on what the competition is doing, what the economy is doing, what what other people are doing, instead of looking in the mirror and saying, well, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Checking your attitude. Are yep. you feeling good? Are you feeling positive? Are you expecting good things to happen? That's and right. even my focus in terms of I was focused on the people who were in my pipeline, which really, I mean, yes, I have some control over that, but I really have more control over how many people I'm finding. Mm -hmm. And it was really that one subtle shift. So one year later, I, so I said to myself, okay, for one year, number one, I set a really incredible financial goal. Like it was not based in any reality that I had lived in as a basically unemployed consultant for eight years. Mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. that's not true. I was doing, I was doing okay. Like an average probably CEO level, but I knew, like you said earlier, I was made for more than that. Mm -hmm. I wanted to build a million dollar business. I'll just say the number. So I, I, 
I said, okay, I'm going to build a million dollar business. I had no plan. I put a million dollars on a piece of paper. I still have numbers around me. And I stared at it every single day. Subconsciously, it was in my mind. Mm. And I said, okay, instead of focusing on the people in my life I can't control, which are those people who are looking at franchises, because somebody may jump on the fear bus. Somebody may decide to take a job. Somebody may just decide it's not for them. And I would lose heart and I would be like, no, you have to do it. And, and that was just bringing me down all the time. Mm-hmm. I said, what would happen if I just came to work to find one new person every single day? And this became my, get ready for it, my daily, my daily, <laughs> Kim daily, my daily focus. Okay. Wow. So I, I put my head down for one year. I told nobody what I was doing other than my mentor. And one year later, Nate, I had built the largest franchise consulting business in the history of my industry. Not just my franchise. Are you kidding me? No. Of all of the franchise consultants in the world. And one year? One year later. Wow. That That is amazing. The thing is, though, the whole moral to the story is, and I I share what I did with my candidates because it was the second year that was harder than the, so the first year when you're doing something and nobody knows, like you have no pressure. So if I let myself down, right, but I'm not going to let myself down. But the second year where now the CEO of my company made this huge deal of me, you know, he's like rising tides, raise all ships. So everybody, you know, but I felt like I had bullseyes on my back. Like she can't do it again. So now, but now I had numbers. You said this before, know your numbers. I now, I had my, all of my own data that I could mine, that I could look at and say, okay, was there a correlation when the lead came in from this place? Did they buy or how fast they bought? Or, you know, like where can I get better? And I started mining the data. And literally Mm. for the last 10 plus years, I've been mastering the art of what I did that first year growing, breaking my own history, making, you know, making history again and again and again. But it's all because really going back to everything we just said, I have an unquenchable thirst for personal growth and for becoming the best me and, and helping more people. It's not about the money. The money becomes a byproduct of me getting better at what I do. it's, It's about having this story And now I can share with every single person I work with, when you start figuring out what you want to do, don't go looking at what other franchisees are doing. It doesn't matter. I was the same me. Franchise was the same process. And I created two very different realities. So the only thing that matters in this equation is you, Mm -hmm. your belief in yourself, the size of your goals and your determination to focus and make it true. That is an amazing story. I knew you were crushing it, but I didn't know you were crushing it like that. And that is (laughs) insane though, how when you learn to just focus on one thing every day, on the things that you can control, She just came in every day and she looked at that number and that number was driving her. She knew she had to do one thing every day, one thing. She could do everything else wrong, but one thing every day, acquire one new person every day. And eventually it became easy. It was like one, I could do two, I could do three, I could do four, I could do five. 
category. In the beginning, one was a lot. And you know, that first year when you, when you, when I pulled my data, I was only 80% effective. 80% mm -hmm. effective made me a history maker. But here's the thing, Nate, the number one thing that that one small shift did was change my attitude. Because every day that I came to work, I came to work empowered. Yes. I came to work with clear, specific goal. Clear uh, goal. I was on a mission. Mm -hmm. And it became like a little game that I could play with myself because my day wasn't over until I found my one person. If I found her at him or her at 9 a.m., amazing. If I found if it took till 6 p.m., then it took all day. But as you said, the more that I focused on it with consistency, like going to the Intent. gym in the beginning, it's so freaking hard. Yep. But once you get into the rhythm and you figure, you learn, I, I was willing to grow. I was willing to try some things. And because I was willing to, to put myself out there and grow, I figured it out. That is awesome, Kim. And because of you, the history, the dynamics of your future Family tree is going to be changed because you decided. So anybody who's huh? all of the people on the way to achieving my goal. I did that because I helped all those people achieve their goal. So my quote on my baseball cap with my logo, Kim TV says the best dreams are those we live because I'm helping you mm -hmm. realize your dream. Mm -hmm. But as I help you, I'm realizing mine. <laughs> yep. That's right. It's a win-win. And so win if you guys are ready and I'm not talking part ready, I'm talking about if you know that there's something different and, and you just got to change it and you got to find your why for me, my why was never me. My why had to be my wife, my kids. And then your why becomes your great, 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 great grandkids. You start to learn how to put these dynasty trusts together. Um, but like she said, when you are chasing your passion, you know, it's really not about the money anymore because you've already made the money. It's just helping others. And as a byproduct of that, you're going to be successful. Totally. The same thing happens in a franchise. You are providing a service. She's helping you get that. But you are coming in and you are providing a service for other people and a byproduct of that is money. So for listeners who are ready to lever up their life, some of you guys may have a lot of real estate. Some of you guys may be saying, well, Nate, wait, we're going into a recession. I'll tell you, we're already in a recession. Recessions are some of the best times to start businesses, right? right. So, Kim, what do you say to the person that is fearful, right? Because me and you know fear is not real, right? It's only in your mind. Yeah. That person right now that's afraid that's saying, I'm going to do this after the recession. What, what, what's, where are you at on that? That's like saying it's October. You're going to join the gym in January. So there's a couple of things I'll say. Number one, if you're super worried about it, I can focus you on businesses like restoration or drain cleaning or these essential services that, you know, I don't want to call you when my drain is clogged. I have to call you, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. traveling for drain proof. cleaning. I'm finding somebody who's available today to yep. come clean my drain. So we can go down that kind of more that path that feel of essential services. But the, the other thing I would say to your mindset is, look, 
If you have the desire to own your future and you're going to become a business owner, you are going to weather many different economies over the life of being a business owner. So what does it matter where you begin? If you begin in a recession, you, you build muscle that when it gets easy, you, you're going to be like, whoa, now life is really good. But mm -hmm. it, you will never worry about a recession again because you're like, I did that when I started. Yeah. And if you're partnered with the right franchisor that has a track record of making it through a recession that can show you how they've adapted their business in the past and they'll do it again, like like the franchises, I don't all the companies I worked with, not one of them went bankrupt during the pandemic. Mm. Not one of them had mass failures during the pandemic. Like you could look at mom and pop businesses, especially the gym business. Yeah. How many gyms Mom and That's pops loud. closed their doors. The companies I used, they grew during they the thrived. pandemic mm -hmm. because they had virtual training, because they adapted, they figured out how to continue to serve their members even when their physical doors were closed. Because in a franchise, you don't have to figure this all out on your own. Yep. You're, you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. So there's that. There's so many different ways. Do not let a recession or whether we're in one or one's coming stop you from at least exploring right now. Look, I'll still be your friend, even if you end up saying no at the end of your process. But I, I think that, like I said, if you're going to be in business, you just have to decide now is the time. Because mm -hmm, if mm -hmm. you wait for tomorrow, tomorrow will never come. Tomorrow will never come. And the next thing you guys know, and I'm not trying to be raw, but you're sitting on your deathbed and you got this regret and you're thinking, man, what if I would have just done this in 2022 and I would have reached out to Kim and I would have just maybe just listen. Maybe it wasn't a good fit for me, but I didn't even make the call. So, Kim, how do they get a hold of you? That's awesome. You should be a preacher, Nate. I am a preacher. <laughs> you you are. You're amazing. <laughs> I, I, thank you, Kim. I, I'm telling you, man, I got this thing I've been working on. I mean, look, I went to prison. I went to military school. I failed at least 25 times in businesses, lost them. But I didn't stop. I didn't give up. Now, a lot of you guys may say, man, that took some heart. But to be honest with you, I was unemployable. I had four felonies by the time I was 22. So I didn't really have a lot of options. So I had to keep going. And then it took that one time and it hit. And now you just go make as much money as you want anytime. But you understand that you can go be a billionaire, but you got to give up part of your block of energy to get that. And the trade-off. But for many of you guys, you're trading off your time just to pay your bills next month or this month. That's no way to live, man. No. Um, I want more for you. Kim wants more for you. But ultimately, we can show you what to do, but we can't make you do it. And unless you reach out to Kim, she can't even help you. She can't even give you an idea of what you can do. So Kim, where do they, where do they reach you at? The, so a couple of different places, but the best place is to go straight to my YouTube channel at Kim Daly, D-A-L-Y. 
kimdaily.tv. I have over 400 videos. We push out content every week, new, fresh content, franchising, business ownership, mindset coaching, interviews with top performing franchisors and their top performing franchisees. So much information. And of course, all of my contact information is there. If you're ready to bypass that and just reach out to me, go to my website, The Daily Coach. D-A-L-Y, thedailycoach.com. And we'll put that down here in the link. Kim, you're amazing. I got to tell you, I'm probably going to give my kids some money because I need them to do something. And <laughs> there's so many different ways, like you said, to make money in franchising. Um, and I'll let you know about the, more, the adult daycare thing that, that I'm looking at because I'm like, man, that's a, you know $10,000 a day in profit. That's a lot of money. Um, the... the- the most obscure businesses are my sweet spots. Like one of the ones that I'm really fascinated with right now is this, um, the first ever green, it's a plant-based epoxy product that is um, like, they have some claim like 25 times or whatever, more durable than the typical epoxy without all the toxic fumes. Wow. So when you're in your garage or your basement or in a commercial setting like retail floors or hospitals where you have sick people, but you need to refinish the floors. So it has this incredible sales advantage. And the only place you can buy this product, like you can't walk into Sherwin-Williams and get this product. The only place is through the franchise. It has a semi-absentee model. It only takes a couple of people to get this thing up and going. Like the average epoxy company can do like one garage per day because their pro- their application is faster and dries faster, they can do six garages a day. With so one the crew? Efficiency, the efficiency is there. Wow. So these little obscure businesses, they, you don't need millions of dollars. You don't need like a lot of experience. That's like the Kim Daly sweet spot is these ones that if you were to look at Entrepreneur 500, you probably wouldn't even like pick it off the list if it was even on the list, right? Mm-hmm. Because these aren't the ones that the Chick-fil-A's or the Jersey Mike's. These are the ones where you look at on a million dollars in revenue, top bottom lines of like 400 grand. I'm like, wow. that's the kind of free spot I'm in all day long. I'm looking for those businesses for you listeners. Well, that's great, Kim. I, I really want to hear more about uh, my kids right now. They're just, I don't know, but that's, Great. 40% margins and you're doing it because it's a niche product. It's doing it because you're offering something that nobody else has. And that's awesome that you're finding that stuff for people. So guys, if you guys are interested in knowing more, reach out to her. Her her information is going to be in the bio below. And Kim, I want to thank you so much for your time. You've been amazing. You really have. Uh, That's some amazing (laughs) stuff. And you're amazing. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you. We are going to crush it. And I know we're going to meet. I don't know where we're going to meet at, but I know you're working with Steve and them too. And, you know, awesome, awesome guys. And um, I'm, I want to really hear more about your stuff. And I'll let you know about, about this adult daycare because the margins can be insanely crazy right now. And there's just not enough of them around. So you're right. Well, thanks again, Kim. You have an awesome day. You too, Nate. And you guys, make sure you go join her and lever up your life. Thanks for listening to Lever Up Your Life. If you could do me a huge favor and go lever up my reviews, leave me a five-star review. I appreciate it. And if you guys want to keep the conversation going, reach out to me on Nate.Barger on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And get in our free Facebook group. We got over 200,000 members. B-R-R-R-R, invest. We'll see you in the next episode.